Welcome to Motivators in Motion, where the world's top talent give you a daily dose of what drives them towards excellence to give you the inspiration you need to pursue your passion. Listen in as industry professionals, elite athletes, and star-studded entertainers share their unique experiences and encourage you to take that next step toward achieving your dream. It's time to put yourself in motion with your host, Brad Delius. Hey everyone, are you ready to be motivated? Today we're going to be speaking with Nick Loper. Nick is the host of the Side Hustle Show podcast where he helps people to tap into different areas of their life to add a little bit extra more money to their pockets to help inspire them to achieve what they want to do. We're going to talk with Nick about this and more coming up in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial right now at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. With a busy schedule, I don't get in as much reading as I probably should. Audible allows me to finally check out that book that everyone's been talking about. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out right now for free at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. Nick, welcome to the podcast. And if you could, just start out by telling everyone what you're most excited about in your life right now. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Most excited uh, coming up is the annual FinCon conference. This is uh, Money Nerds Unite this year in Washington, D.C. It's a couple of weeks away. This will be my fifth time going. It's my favorite event of the year. It's uh, become a family reunion of um my wife calls them internet friends. So good, a good excuse to go hang out with a, a bunch of internet friends uh, who I am always learning and uh, learning from and inspired by. Is that one of the more cool aspects of hosting a podcast, Nick, where not only do you get to talk with folks and talk to them through the podcast on a regular basis, but to meet those people in real life and to have those connections and those conversations where people go up to and you're, they're like, you know what, you have really helped me in an XYZ area of my life. It's so rewarding and it helps keep this show going. And it's kind of, I don't know why I say surprising, but it it was an, an unexpected benefit of doing the show, getting people to being able to meet people from really all over the world through the, you know, what started as a $50 mic in the living room. Like it's an incredible broadcast medium and it's always really rewarding to, to be able to connect with people, um, you know, face to face. Everyone has different reasons for starting a podcast today. A lot of people, it seems like so many people are doing it. It's obviously more popular than it's ever been. Take us through your journey though, Nick, and why you originally wanted to start a podcast and how the Side Hustle Show was initially born. The Side Hustle Show in the Side Hustle Nation blog were born around the same time. And the reason for starting a podcast was honestly like, fear of missing out or like what well, everybody said you're supposed to be doing it. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like I'm just more comfortable behind the keyboard. And that's one reason why it's an interview show. It's like, well, I can at least let somebody else do most of the talking. And surprisingly to me, the podcast took off much faster than the blog did. I consider myself a writer first and definitely the podcast was more of an afterthought at the beginning. But I think because of the you know, the nature of the beast, there's so many fewer podcasts than there are websites, you know, it was just easier to kind of get a toehold. And on top of that, I think it's a much more valuable toehold 
to get. If somebody's going to spend 30, 40 minutes with you in their earbuds and they're going to do it week after week, it's a much stronger relationship that you're building than, you know, having somebody spend, you know, three or four minutes skimming through the, the bullet points on your blog post. What's been maybe one of the hardest things to try and convey to people when they're thinking about taking up a side hustle? Maybe they're trying to move off of that traditional nine to five job. And, you know, you I talk about, I know, and you write on your website that the nine to five helps to make you a living, obviously, but your five to nine makes you alive. Comment on that. And again, maybe what's one of the more challenging aspects of trying to convey that to people and to get people to take action. The biggest challenge is in getting people to recognize that that first move, like that first move in that game of chess, like you're just moving your pawn uh, out into the world to see what kind of reaction it gets. That first move really doesn't matter. But the act of making it is what is most important. And Ryan Finley on the podcast, I think it was episode 72, and I still remember this, even though it was almost five years ago. He said, the best opportunities aren't visible until you're already in motion. And getting people who are on the sidelines to recognize that and see that is tremendously difficult. But everybody who has made those first steps understands that to be 100% true. Like, oh, because I started doing X, I had you know, this conversation with this person, or while I was researching this other thing, this other idea popped into my head. And all of a sudden, it's like, um, it's like entrepreneurial physics, like an object in motion stays in motion. What continues to inspire you, Nick, to continue to put out content and shows? Because we all know for people who have started a podcast, regardless of how frequently you do it, it takes a lot of consistency and a lot of internal motivation to keep pushing out new episodes time and time again. For you, what's kind of been that driving constant force that allows you to keep doing what you're doing? The the feedback from listeners is huge like that you know, meeting people in person or either getting emails that say, Hey, I listened to such and such an episode. I took action and that's turned into a thousand dollar a month income stream. Like, Whoa, you know, that's awesome. That's crazy. Like I love that stuff. The other thing is playing journalist and, you know, scooping a story, like uncovering a business that I'd never heard of or never thought of. So recently on the show, there was a, a woman who was hosting meditation experiences in the Sedona desert. And she was driving most of her traffic from, from Airbnb, like Airbnb opened up this uh, experiences kind of like sub brand on, on their platform. And she kind of jumped on that in, in its early days. And I believe it's still early days, but she had sold hundreds of these things like at 50 bucks a pop. And it was something that she enjoyed doing anyways. I was like, oh, you know, so scooping stories like that, kind of uncovering these new creative ways to make extra money is really, really, you know, motivating and exciting. Because I I kind of thought similar to maybe what you're thinking, like at the beginning, like, okay, if I commit to doing, doing this every week, you know, what am I signing myself up for? Am I going right. to run out of content, <laughs> run out of ideas? It hasn't happened yet. You know, we're six years deep into the show and it's like, there's, there's more pitches than there are uh, episodes to record. What advice do you have for people who are looking to take up that little side hustle, make a little more extra money here and there? As far as, I guess, let's keep it like online related or stuff that you can do on your phone to make some extra money. What are some of those basic things you recommend to people who are just looking to kind of get into it for the first time? Some of the toe dip uh, side hustles. Uh, a couple that come to mind. Uh, the first 
and maybe the easiest, lowest overhead way to get started would just be to sell some sort of service. Like, right, go out, go out, solve a problem for another business owner, solve a problem for another person. You can look internally to uh, figure out what that problem might be. What skills do you have? What do people ask you for help with? What do, uh, you know, what have you been asked to speak about in the past? What comes easy to you that other people find hard? Like kind of asking yourself those type of questions. What problems or hurdles have you overcome in your own life, right? Like that may be a problem or hurdle for somebody else. They might pay money to solve. So, uh, you know, starting out selling some sort of service, uh, you can have a client by this afternoon, right? Like no overhead. Don't like start a website, build an audience, get business cards, get a logo. Like don't do any of that. Like go prove the model. See if somebody's going to pay you for that. The second thing that comes to mind is kind of like the buy low, sell high business model. If you're looking at ways just to get started with your phone, that could be, you know, decluttering your attic, decluttering your closet, your garage. Like, what do I have lying around collecting dust that might be worth something to somebody else? See what similar items have sold for on eBay. Taking it to the next level, that could be, you know, scanning items at the, you know, while you're out running errands at the in the clearance section to see like, well, what's this selling for uh, on Amazon? Might be worth uh, taking a look. And it's it's crazy, but there are people doing that as like their full-time business. So it's kind of like these toe dip ways to, to realize, Hey, there might be some profit in some of my, uh, some of my expertise that I already have, or some of these routines that I'm already doing. We know how much podcasts have evolved and changed over the last five years or so. You've seen that up close, right? I mean, you've had a front row seat to it, Nick, but where do we see it going over the next five years or so? What's going to be one of the major changes or just how podcasts naturally evolve that maybe isn't so obvious to people right now, but it will be down the line? Yeah. On the one hand, podcasting is exciting for a couple of reasons. The first, I don't know the latest stats on this, but maybe 35, 40% of the population knows what podcasts are, listens to podcasts. That's a big chunk of people to serve, right? 100 million people right right there. And of course, you know, I recommend you know, trying to target a, a small niche of those. The second piece of that is that there's still 60% of the pie left to conquest. And if their reaction is anything like mine or yours or my friends, when they discover this world of on-demand audio where I can learn about anything I want to learn, I can listen to anything I want to listen to with you know, very limited or at least more relevant targeted commercials, like that was you know, game changing for me. Like all of a sudden I have these virtual mentors in my earbuds rather than just listening to, you know, I had so much windshield time in my old job. It was like hours and hours of uh, blue collar comedy and, um, you know, <laughs> just a serious uh, XM uh, country radio. And just like, what is, you know, all that wasted time. Are there days where you wish you had, and I don't know, maybe you have a staff of different people, maybe you have some virtual assistants, but are there days you wish you more so interacted with a lot more people, not necessarily going back to the traditional office space because a lot of us have been there, done that, and we've evolved past that, right? People who are more entrepreneurial minded or just, that's just, they've left that stuff in the past and to move on to different things. But because, you know, sometimes doing a podcast can be not lonely, maybe that's not the right word, but you know, some, you're not really around a whole group of people doing it. So you're more so just talking like we're communicating here and it's just a little different, right? Are there days where you miss that sometimes and not getting that full interaction on a daily basis with other people around you? Or are you able to kind of balance it out in another way to make it work for you? Yeah, I'm kind of introverted. So I'm, I'm happy kind of sitting at home and kind of doing my thing largely uh, independently. 
I need that interaction, but need it in in doses. I, f- I find I get a ton of energy from hosting uh, community meetups, from attending conferences like FinCon, where it's like, okay, I get a you know this this hit of you know being around this like-minded uh, community and and everything else. I've been able to not I don't know what the right word is, but replicate that a little bit uh, online through different Facebook groups. For example, the Side Hustle Nation Facebook group is like 14,000 members strong at this point. That's been a really important addition to the portfolio because instead of, you know, one-to-one, me talking to somebody having a conversation or even one-to-many through the podcast, like talking to, you know, a whole bunch of people through this medium, is now many-to-many where listeners and readers are communicating and answering questions to each other. And that's been really cool to see some of the uh, connections and introductions that have happened through that without you know, me needing to chime in on, on every single thread. And the second component has been participating in a handful of mastermind groups for uh, accountability and for feedback to say, you know, what am I going to get done this week? Like for years and years, it was just me in the the cave, like doing my work heads down with, and it was really, really isolating. So having kind of a weekly accountability check-in and being able to say like, Hey, this is my top priority. You know, I need you guys to hold me to that. And then having to report back next Monday and say like, did I get that done has been really, really helpful for actually moving some things forward that otherwise might just sit on my to-do list because nobody, nobody else knew about them. How often do you see different uh, recommendations from people who are your listeners, a part of Side Hustle Nation? They recommend different things to you and then you take action on it and try and implement different things into the podcast and your blog on the website. How often does that happen for you? All the time. It's like great... um great artist steal or something. What's, what's the book? <laughs> it's like steal like an artist have definitely taken a lot of inspiration from other people in the space, both in terms of uh, business ideas, business models to test out. That was kind of the original, my original hypothesis or theory uh, around the site. Like I'm going to be the guinea pig and test out a bunch of these different uh, ideas and report back on, on what works that has mostly taken the back burner lately and, you know, I've kind of played the more journalist role. Like I'm going to interview the people who are doing this and really focus my time and energy on growing that side of things rather than, you know, playing experimenter uh, myself lately. Still trying to dabble in, in a few things that sound uh, compelling, but definitely happens all the time. And, uh, you know, why try and reinvent the wheel? Like if you see something that is working from uh, from some, somebody else, you know, why... Uh, you know, and this was me for a lot of years, so I can, <laughs> I'm like super guilty of this. Like, I'll just figure it out on my own. Like, no, like just follow best practices. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that one. Where do you see yourself in five years, Nick? Do you see yourself still hosting the podcast and still doing the same things you're doing now? It's always hard to project out uh, five years into the future since the project is only five or six years old uh, at this point. But it is something that I, I definitely love doing and have no plans to stop doing it. I imagine it'll probably look different because there's always uh, some evolution I'm trying to think, man, I'll have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Like, oh, it's kind of crazy. Like, oh, how tall is it? are these kids going to be? It's weird to think out like five years because everything, you know, from grown-ups perspective, more or less stays the same. But these kids uh, kind of have a way of keeping you, uh, <laughs> they show you the passage of time pretty quick. Oh, yeah. I love it. Hey, Nick, there's no question about it. You are 100% a motivator in motion, everything you're doing with Side Hustle Nation, the Side Hustle Show, 
definitely keep it up. Continued success. Uh, we appreciate you coming on today, taking some time out. And for people, obviously, who want to follow your podcast, want to keep up with everything you're putting out on a regular basis, where should they go? And the Side Hustle Show features new part-time business ideas, marketing strategies every week. Um, it's available in just about every podcast player app. We'd love to have you tune in. If you hit up sidehustlenation.com slash ideas, you'll find my uh, constantly updated laundry list of different side hustle ideas you could start today. No opt-in required over there. Nick, thanks again. And thank you for motivating us a little bit here today on Motivators in Motion. Thanks, Brad. For you, the listeners of Motivators in Motion, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion for your free audiobook. That's all for this episode of Motivators in Motion. For more information to keep you motivated between episodes, be sure to visit motivatorsinmotion.com to sign up for our newsletter and receive daily inspirational tips, strategies, and resources. That's available exclusively on motivatorsinmotion.com.